All right, welcome back to another week of the Trading Triangle. Hey, Sean. Hey, Kay. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very full. I went out for lunch and uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm behind doing, you. I, I can't doing wait to great, guys. You doing well, Kay? Doing great. Nice, nice. You can see I kept the room set up. So I had a good week of trading. Hopefully, you guys had a good week of trading. You look very bright, Nate. Must have made a lot of cash this week then. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I lit up the room with all of the cash here. So <laughs> no, it was a good week. I got into some day trading this week, which I hadn't been doing a lot. I've been doing more swing trading instead of getting up and trading the open like I, I do enjoy. And uh, you know, I've been selling covered calls and, and focusing on that this year quite a bit. And uh, so that was nice to get into it and, and did all right. Real small uh, amount of trading, but... I still felt good, so I'll probably do a little bit more of that. Um, how about you, Kay? Did you have a good week trade? Yeah, mostly I did uh, roll my calls, uh, especially when we'll get to AMD. I'll, I'll talk about the trade itself. But yeah, it was mostly rolling the calls. I didn't actually get into any new trades. Um, some of those trades are actually in negative territory, so rolling those call options, rolling those put options helped. Um, and hope for a trend reversal. That's the plan. All right, all right. And what about you, Sean? Yeah, a bit of a red week again for me, unfortunately, but that's just how it goes. I'm hoping for a nice little recovery in October. But I'm taking I'm going to New York soon as well, so I'm kind of having a bit of a holiday in there, so that might relax my mind a little bit. But so yeah, I'm just... be good. So Sean, are you going to visit uh, Wall Street while you are here? No, not at all. No. No. Of course I am. Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah, enjoy touch that. The balls trip. at the ball. That's what you do. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I love it. Have a good time. That's going to be good. Everybody I know is is traveling. Like literally feels like everybody's yeah. traveling. Okay. We were just talking about this. Exactly. Uh, airline, airline stocks. Like I figure we should be doing something along the lines of up and to the right. And they're not. They're doing the exact opposite. You mentioned energy, right? Yes. Like, Big one, right? And with the crude prices coming down, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the energy stocks in the last two weeks or so. But with yeah. the holiday season approaching, I don't see how the demand for oil will not go up, but yeah, more to come. Be definitely worth watching, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right. I just didn't mean to talk over you there, Kay. But I did want to get to our disclaimer because I think it's a good spot to drop that in here. So uh, just a reminder to everybody, we're not financial professionals. None of this should be taken as financial advice. Uh, we're just three traders setting up our trades for the week coming forward and want to provide this uh, service for entertainment and education value. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, do subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate it. And smash the like button. That's right. Sean knows what's up. It helps to get out to the you know, our, our channel out to other folks and enjoy all the good stuff that we're enjoying every week. So good conversation. Let's get into some charts. I definitely want to see what's coming up this week. More opportunity. Got some green there. Um, big tech moving up. I listened to some great podcasts this weekend, by the way, around tech and uh yeah, interesting stuff that Meta's got going on and Apple's got going on. Um, but yeah, any surprises last week for you guys? No, I think um, I, th I think tech has been on the decline from the last two weeks or so. So it was good to see they are coming back up. Um, I heard Wedbush analyst uh, Dan Ives. He is very optimistic on the tech side. And uh, tech could probably get another rally as per him. Um, surprises were mostly in the energy sector, uh, still struggling with the crude prices. Uh, banking, I don't know. Every time I see bank is always down for some reason. That's just my take on banking sector. But we'll see their earnings are coming up. So, 
I had pretty sure uh, I'm laughing if you're me. What's that show? I'm pretty sure Nate, you called the financial drop, didn't you, last weekend? You said uh, it might take a downturn. Yeah, the chart looks god awful for XLF, yeah. and and I, it just looks like it's repeating what it did earlier this year in March, and yeah, selling off. So yeah, thanks for remembering that, Sean. And uh, I mean, I don't want it to happen. I'd rather be wrong, but uh, we'll see. Heading into earnings here, kicks off Friday, right? So that's uh, before we get to that, though. Yeah, that's right. Fear and greed index. Um, so we got to extreme fear levels. We were just talking about that before the show as well. And uh, but VIX, you know, actually was down uh, about 0.9 percent this week. And across the board, the only thing that we had positive on the week, you know, meaningfully were was QQQs here up 1.79 percent, close at 364.70. Um, SPY was down about half a percent. The diamonds were down a quarter of a percent. IWM, the small caps, was down 2%, over 2% down for small caps. That is not actually great news. Um, and then Bitcoin was uh, up a half percent over the last five days. I mean, it did get up close to, I think it got over 28K here for a bit. Um, but the you know the Bitcoin mining uh, companies are not really reacting the same way. I mean, Bitcoin got below 26K. So I got a chart there on Marathon Digital we'll look at. But yeah, overall, again, the Qs are just the, the big power performers up almost 37% on the year and continue to, to really lead everything. Yeah. Um, and if you notice from the fear and greed in this last month, last week, it was extreme fear 25. Now we are 29. So it's pretty much in the same territory. Buying opportunities. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's see here. Earnings. Sean, is there anything this week uh, with respect to the earnings calendar that's got your attention? Um, not really. Not apart from the banks. It'd be nice to see how they get on from Friday and obviously the early parts of the week after. Um, but yeah, you can see some names throughout the month. They're really kind of jumping off the page as they always do. So I'm looking forward to this month as a whole, really, for, for earnings. Yeah, we got the whole month calendar here, Kay. Nice. Thanks for yeah. dropping that in here. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Because I think... Uh, Getting a view for the next four weeks, especially, was a good idea because when yeah. we see just a week, there wasn't much going on. But just getting to understand that if we are doing some kind of a trading, and a lot of these stickers we trade often, so it kind of gives you an idea when their you know earnings are coming up, and that's how you can plan those trades. Yeah, Sean, you may not have too much interest this week, but I know next week we got Tesla on Wednesday. It says so. Be paying attention there. I'm sure. Oh yeah. There's, oh yeah. There's a bunch of. Oh man, there's so much. All right, I gotta I gotta stop staring at this chart, otherwise I'll <laughs> never get off of that. So let's keep it rolling. But yeah, a lot of earnings. I, I'm not um, expecting banks to do um, terribly great, but there is one thing they did really guide lower. So perhaps that that guidance previously will set them up for some beats and and maybe actually push things along nicely for the the sector. I don't know. I'm not not in love with it though. So with that, let's get to the charts. We've got SPY up first, like we always do. And Sean, you, you pulled together the chart for SPY this week. Let's hand it over to you first. Yeah, of course. So I, I kind of took a zoom out, of course, on the SPY weekly. And the reason I've done that is because you can see the candle for this previous week. The price action has really kind of maintained that, that trend line. Um, I know that we saw, you can see many daily charts, of course, going back throughout the week. And it's kind of breaking the trend line, of course. But if you just kind of zoom out on the weekly, um, puts it in perspective that it actually wasn't a bad week at all. Obviously, we had a lot of buyers come in towards the end. Um, and you can see that candle is a bit similar to a hammer, not quite a hammer. Um, 
But yeah, and I've got a couple of levels there as well, 420 and 444. So if we can, can maintain within this kind of wedge, triangle, whatever you want to call it, uh, maintain this by pushing through the 432, uh, of course, first, and then moving up to that all important 444 level, which we keep mentioning throughout the previous weeks. But yeah, that's yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up this week, just the kind of the perspective of the weekly candle that we've just produced. Yeah, I hadn't looked at the weekly. I'm glad I'm glad you pulled that up. I've just been staring at the daily and then the four hours like I like to do. And thought Friday was, a, you know, not only was it a nice push up, but on good volume and across the board. And, you know, I think everything I looked at basically was up. So obviously we have a lot of world news events going on. I won't get too much into that. That's not really what we talk about here. But, you know, that's going to impact markets. Right. So we don't yeah. know how. We'll see what happens Monday. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts for Monday? Uh, well, I think uh, Monday, at least what I'm reading and I'm what seeing is that we could see a big knee-jerk reaction, especially in the in the, for the energy sector, where the crude prices could hit earlier. Now, there isn't really much of an impact. None of the countries in 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 the subject are actually oil-producing countries. However, with the whole new war going on, we could see some uh, short-term uh, increase in crude oil, uh, and that could help a lot of stocks that we currently talk about. Yeah, the pop and then maybe a drop. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But it could also have a broader impact on the general market because, you know, I think the Middle East market probably is going to see some declines because of this latest war. Uh, We could see that impact on the U.S. stock market as well. We'll see how Monday opens up. Um, Interestingly, just so everybody knows, Monday is uh, Indigenous People Day slash Columbus Day, whichever you want to call. The banks will be closed. The stock market is open, which essentially means that if you place a trade it won't get uh it won't get completed on that day so your the next banking will be on tuesday end of the day so keep that in mind that's that's great uh, reminder thanks for that okay all right let's keep it rolling take a look at the queue or yeah excuse me the queues next and back to you sean yeah of course so the, the queues again this is the weekly chart again zooming out i've taken a bit of perspective here and we can see a few points of contention here. Obviously, a nice bounce of that 352 level this week-ish, uh, of course. And we're still trading within this kind of channel, uh, descending channel downwards. Um, but we've got that 20 moving average just above us. We can see the kind of red highlighted kind of circle. And that would be kind of a bit of a, a point of contention, I think, along with the 370 level just above that. Just if we look back in the, in the chart, you can see a few touches there, especially kind of March of, of last year. Um but generally trading with this channel would be nice. I think I'd just be waiting for a break if I was to trade it, of course, um, on, on a long-term perspective, of, of course. But if anything smaller than 5.15, obviously that's different, different uh, day trading type thing. But yeah, that's kind of all I want to touch on this on, on this chart. I actually... Go ahead, Nate, sorry. No, I was actually throwing it to you. Go ahead. Uh, I actually forgot to mention that on the SPY, I was looking at the put-to-call ratio, and in a long, long, long time, the put-to-call ratio has dropped from over 2 to 1.66 for SPY. That is rare. From the time that at least I have been talking about put-to-call ratio on SPY, I haven't seen anything drop below 2. This oh, is the two, first time. Right. Yeah. And for QQQ, it's 179, 1.79. That's more in line, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? that's more in line. SPY is the first time I have seen this. There's a lot of more bullish momentum, I guess, for Q4 is being. That's why a lot of call options are being bought. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. You know, I, I want to see that as being bullish, but um, 
sometimes the the going with the the masses doesn't quite work out. Um, but that being said, the bounce here off of the 352 for the Qs, I like quite a bit. And also this week, you know, had a higher low and a higher high. So, you know, momentum to the upside. I just want to see that continue to get, you know, we're in a definite downtrend, which you highlighted on this chart nicely, Sean. Um, so I would want to see a higher high form relative to a few weeks ago. And uh, that would require us breaking well above that 370 line, right? So if it rejects at 370, we continue in this you know, look downtrend with a lower high. And then I'd, my focus would shift right back to, can we hold this 352 level? So, yeah, that's where my head's at on the Qs. And I think it's important to mention the fact that we've got a few reports coming up, PPI and CPI this week, and that, that could potentially blast things up and blast things down, as you know. So that's just uh, something for the listeners slash watchers there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. The same 11th and 12th. Yeah. 11th and 12th. Yeah. 11th and 12th. Yeah. PPR and CPI. Yeah. And then the FOMC meeting minutes gets released. That's like the the holy grail of what Jerome Powell says. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody hangs on his, could you imagine having everybody hang on your every word like that? Just Just waiting for you to talk about the markets. I mean, I guess that's how we are every Sunday, right? People are just waiting for us to talk. So exactly. we know what it's like. What am I thinking? It's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's identical, I'm sure. All right. Well, let's keep it going. Uh, we got Palantir up. What's up with Palantir, Sean? Yeah, Palantir. I haven't brought this one up for quite some time, so I was quite excited to bring it up this uh, this week. Um, we can immediately see some a big graphic on the left there. It's quite garish. I couldn't get it in white, so I had to keep it blue. Um, <laughs> but you can see that the last three quarters for net income, which is the bottom right segment, have all been positive, um, get profitable. So we're looking at, again, the next earnings, which is the orange line I've got on the right side of the screen. Um, it's fast approaching, and of course, it will definitely be right around the corner. It's not actually 7th of November. It'll probably be there, thereabouts, maybe the week before. Um, but yeah, importantly, I think it is anticipated to be another net income, a positive net income month, uh, quarter, sorry. And I think that would be really good for the company because obviously it will basically get their chances to get in the S&P. Um, so the level I'm really watching is the 17 level. And you can see with a few resistance points there, you brought it up in the past, Nate, and I can see you nodding your head. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you want to say. Um, but if we can get above that, which is only like two or three percent, I believe. I did the mass before that. And I didn't want to crowd the chart too much, but if we can get above that, come back down, kind of um, retest it. That's kind of my setup, my breakup, breakout trading setup. Um, enter around that seventeen mark and hopefully make a move to that twenty dollar move, which is the, the duck is blocking that, but that's twenty dollars up there. Um, and just to add on to all of this, you can see a pink uh, kind of section in the middle, um, and you can see that the kind of the seventeen level has been quite anticipated uh, before in, in the past um so yeah i'm looking forward to basically the 17 level is essentially what i'm trying yeah, to say yeah it really took <laughs> off yeah, yeah i mean it exploded off of that 17 level last time mm. and it wasn't earnings or anything like that it was just uh i guess people just got excited i think it actually might have been dan ives um, dan you, ives yeah yeah you can oh, see the it? red e at the bottom so it was just before earnings so he basically said it's a price target of 25 dollars and the stock absolutely flew before earnings um, and then earnings came out and it was kind of average. So, when is the next earnings coming out for Palantir? Um, so it's uh, the orange line there. So, the 7th of November is the kind of rough estimate of where it is. It hasn't been released yet, but it'll be around that kind of area. Okay. So, hear this it's out. Yeah, yeah. So, hear this out on the put to call ratio, right? So, right now for the expiration 1013, 
your put to call is 0.64 then 10:20 the following week it goes to 0.58 and then it goes back up the following week to 0.62 0.73 is 0.41 and then it goes back again at 0.78 but here's a kicker 11:24 it goes up to 4.27 now granted there are only few hundred put options and only few hundred call options so i guess as the weeks progress we'll probably have more uh, open interest right. you know added over Even there but far out. Yeah. yeah too far out but this is like i think if you said it's around 11711110 11, you can see there's a lot more call options on 1110 which is 0.41 Interesting. Yeah, people feeling bullish about Palantir. I was nodding earlier, Sean, because if we get above the 17 level, that's establishing a higher high from you know just a few days ago, which is like my absolute favorite pattern to trade off of, especially if you're breaking through some resistance there. So yeah, um, this is a really nice setup. And looking at that net income being positive, I mean, that's really stark when you see all the negative quarters there. And if they get a fourth in a row, like you mentioned, I mean, this is all really interesting stuff to keep keep paying attention to your Palantir. Looks yeah, pretty positive. Think, we'll see where it goes. And I think just if you are looking at this this type of thing, the fundamental side, you can see the other segments within that kind of graphic. I haven't just left them, left them there. I would have just put the income otherwise. But yeah, just have a look at the rest of them as well. If you are watching, so obviously revenue. Um, and obviously customer account as well. It's all growing. It's all looking like it's, and it's kind of growing steadily as well, which you like to see with these kind of companies. Um, so obviously with growth companies, sometimes you get really good quarters and really kind of poor quarters and it kind of chopping chops. I mean, Neo is an example of that, let's, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see a kind of gradual increase and, and you can see the company is growing just visually just like that. So I think yeah. that's good to balance here. Good stuff. All right, what do you got next? So this one, okay, so I, I normally cover NEO. And again, this is a week that I haven't covered NEO. Sorry for all of you watching, if you are <laughs> waiting for me to talk about NEO, because I'm not going to do it. But I have said the name a few times. So it's good for the algorithm. Yeah, you've given them <laughs> um, some plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I still like them. <laughs> um, but this is um, Xpeng. Obviously, they make, they make cars as well in China. And this is more of a trade setup. This is more of a trade opportunity. And you could probably see why immediately. We've broken this trend line that has been coming down since, um, what's that, late August of this year. Um, and we are kind of playing around the moving averages, and I think we just might have bounced off of both of them at the same sort of time. So you can see the 20, which is the yellow line, and the 50, which is the blue line. We've kind of been bouncing around that for a, a week or so, maybe yeah, about a week. But we've, we've kind of made a really good candle on Friday. I know the market went up, but this one looks quite nice because it's come down, it's created that tail, and it's finished quite high to almost produce no wick. Um, so going on from that, I can see probably first tar target profit zone of 1975. Um, so that's kind of 8.8%, .8%, I think. Yeah, you can see there. Yeah. And then the second target profit zone, which is a really exciting one. Um, you know, you know me, I'm quite bullish. But yeah, 26%. Um, and I don't see much in the way. So I didn't want to crowd the chart too much. But if you zoom out, that's kind of the next resistance level that's kind of cemented, kind of important. Um, do it yourself. Go into your own charting system and have a look at that 2295 level. Go back years and you'll see you'll see what I mean. Um, and just to finish off, <laughs> um, we've got the stop loss there set at 17, uh, 1715. There, thereabouts. Some people like it a bit lower. Some people like it a bit higher. That's up to you. That's not that's not what I'm here for. But it's just a kind of that's what I would be looking at. And the RSI as well, but you can see the RSI is kind of turning up just past the 50. 
Um, so we're kind of moving up and it, it looks good. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts, both of you on this, whether it's something that you're interested in. Um, and obviously if you see if it's a good opportunity, because there's some good percentages there to be had. Yeah, Kay, after you. Yeah, I have a question for Sean. So Sean, what is the uh, estimate that you're thinking this trade could be? Like what would the length of this trade would be? Like a swing trade you're looking at? Like duration-wise. Um, yeah. Yeah, a swing trade, like a short swing trade, I would say. You could probably day trade it if you had a very small amount of, uh, a small amount of positions, we say, and obviously just pay the overnight fees. Sometimes that's part of it if you want to get those gains. Um, but obviously there's a huge risk around that because the Chinese market happens basically when the US market doesn't. And obviously Xpeng is on that market. So that's a huge risk that way. So I would personally be swinging it. Um, and obviously 8% on the swing trade is still very, very good. Massive. And I'll be looking to hold it for probably one or two weeks. But as you know, these stocks, you can see just in this chart, they can move in like two or three days. Um, so there's that possibility as well. Uh, that's probably why I probably have a little bit more of a, of a, of a, a, a less risky stop loss, that makes sense. So, Nate, you probably bring this a bit lower, your pink line a bit lower, um, knowing you. But for me, I'll probably keep it quite tight just because it's that kind of stock, isn't it? Yeah, I actually like it where you've got there because it's a little bit lower than the prior low um, that we mm. got on Tuesday. And so it gives you a little bit of room. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think the the way I'm looking at this is if you get above Monday's high, which looks like, like it was around 1860 or so, um, that's the real test. Like if it can start moving and break above that high, that's where I would think you have a real chance of running towards that 1975 level you talked about and get that 8%, roughly speaking. So that that would be, you know, what I would first want to see. Even if it pulled back a little bit, I would wait for it to, you know, see if it's going to regain and, and capture that 1860-ish level. Because if it does, I think that's that's where some buyers are going to step in and say, okay, we got, a, we got above this resistance. Let's push it to that 1975. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a nice setup. We've got another higher low um, and potential for higher high. And, you know, I'll keep saying it. That's my favorite. Yeah, no, it's exciting, I think, this one. Yeah, this has crossed my radar before, XPEV, and, and I haven't looked at it in a while. So thanks for bringing this back up. I, I thought, did you bring it up a few weeks back, or did we just talk about it, Sean? No, this is the first time I brought it up on my charts. This was yeah. the first time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Hey, good stuff. Thanks again for that. That's all right. And you can obviously find me on a, a newsletter now. Uh, before, it was just Twitter and YouTube. Hey. I've got a newsletter, which I released yesterday morning, on Saturday, talking about XLV, AMD, which we'll get to with UK later on, which I'm excited to see. And, and, and of course, Amazon as well. So they're all there on the newsletter. So go check that out and obviously have a look at my YouTube channel, et cetera. And I'm posting too much on Twitter at the moment. So um, that might not be something you want. So that's up to you. Anyway, next <laughs> up. Great. That's good. I'd love to see the newsletter out there, Sean. Good stuff. It's back. All right. Well, I'm going to jump into Marathon Digital here next. So we talked about Bitcoin, you know, pushing 28K. Um, really, the, the miners aren't cooperating. I mean, you can just see in this chart, it is, you know, MARA has been uh, really selling off and we're below the trend line still. And that's kind of what I'm calling out here. So we got a nice resist or support, excuse me, at 711 here and bounced real nicely on Friday. But um that's all well and good but we're still below this trend line and then also we've got a bit of a volume shelf right here uh, right where it closed at 808 so 
Uh, I'm not really excited about Marathon just yet, but if it does break that trend line and can get back above that 887 level, which is a nice range, you know, a nice support level of trade in a nice range for a long time before. And if you've been following us along, you, you're definitely familiar with this. Um, yeah, that would be where I would get excited, but not not until we get back above that 887 level. And that would, again, break the trend line nicely. If we got through the trend and it just rejected there, I would expect us to just fall right back below and start retesting 711. Um, one positive note is RSI did tick up a little bit last week. So maybe that is going to show a little bit added strength and some buyers coming in. Um, but yeah, everything here, I just wanted to kind of put out words of caution because we mentioned Bitcoin and Bitcoin moving higher. It, the correlation has just not been there. Um, I did not really look at the options market. So, okay, I'd be interested to see if uh, premiums are still elevated or if implied volatility maybe fell off. I don't know if you've got that data. But... I actually do have the data. So for next week, your implied volatility is 102%. So I think that's relatively high. for Very high for, for uh, digital. Now I mean, it, it always runs kind of hot. But I think yeah, 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 exactly. And let me, let me take a quick, let me tell you a couple um uh, strike prices and let's look at them let me pull this up because yeah, the range i get interested in right eight dollars really is um or 880 excuse me is really you know when you start getting interested so the nine dollar yeah, yeah so or ten dollar strikes would be interesting yeah i mean for a eight dollar you'll get about 37 38 cents for a week if you go two weeks out that goes to 56 if you go three weeks out that goes to 70. So that's what you're looking at. Still, I would say decent. It's not the same as it used to be. Um, yeah, but 35 cents, that's... 36, not, yeah, 36 quick math, that's what, 5%? So it's still juice. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 you're right. <laughs> that's, quite, that's, that's quite... So, you know, if you own 100 shares and you want to sell covered calls and clicks and premiums, um, this might not be a bad spot to be doing it at, especially yeah, for, if you're... 4.23 yeah, for the week. Yeah, 4.23 in a week, right? At $8. So if your cost basis is below $8, and uh, that might be a really nice opportunity to collect some premiums there. Sean, anything to add to Marathon? Yeah, so you talked about the 867 level, and I do like that because you've got kind of three points of resistance there. Um, you've got the previous support, obviously, as we spoke about, you've got the trend line and the 20 moving average. But what I really wanted to point out is the other other side of that. So if it was to break 711, because you can see that volume shelf is massive at that 711, which of course you pointed out that those four arrows you've got there. Yeah. If we break that, you don't really see much in the way of, I don't even know where that would go, but it looks like it could push down quite nastily. And I'm not too sure if Bitcoin, so if Bitcoin wants to obviously go down, maybe have a bad week, obviously that would accelerate that. Um, so that's a possible short opportunity in, in my eyes. Um, but yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, good call. Both sides of the going. coin here. So negative. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to look at both sides, right? And, uh, and yeah. that, that is a real opportunity. Honestly, it, you're, you're talking about opportunity, Sean. So it's positive. <laughs> it is true, yeah. No, there's always opportunities in the market, up or down. And yeah. uh, 7-Eleven is one I've been written, I've written down for Mount Marathon to break in a negative fashion, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm just fun. waiting for you guys to give me the green signal so I can get into Marathon. You just want to start? Oh. Yeah, you missed out last time, right? Yes, I missed out last bad. time. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to wait for you guys to tell me. 
Kay got some cash in the cash you could put, so I'm pretty sure though, right? Yeah. I only got like two or three trades before it just, you know, ran up. Yeah, you're still trying to catch up. I had like, I think I did eight different trades against that in that stretch. That was so nice. Yeah. But uh, I'll take the trophy on that one and you can win next round. How's that? Yeah. Sound? Okay. <laughs> All right. Good deal. <laughs> All right. And then uh, another name here. Actually, uh, someone from the community brought this up. So I appreciate the, the heads up a few months ago, actually. Um, it's NVT. So. Uh, Invent Electric, and they they make everything from fasteners to connectors and um, cables, all all the all the stuff that that goes into all the different components. And they're global, like ten thousand plus employees, over a hundred different spots around the world. And um, the chart is really why I'm here, though, just to give you a little extra information because we got a really nice bounce and hold off of the call it $51 uh, level, right? So 5099 is what the chart actually reads. And um, you, you wanted to see that bounce because, you know, kind of to your points about the marathon chart, Sean, there's a bit of a volume shelf uh, giveaway there and, and you wouldn't get, catch much of a break until you got down to about the 150 day moving average, about $48 a share. So a $3 move from here um, before you would catch any kind of support. So I was glad to see the bounce there off of the 51, Closed at 53.24. So actually, I should have said uh, like a five and a half dollar move, five dollar move all the way down to 48. But where it was at at the 51 had been a three dollar drop if we had broke that level. Now I want to see it get above the 50 day moving average, which is right above and uh, see what happens there first. And then again, at 55.50 is uh, where we had prior resistance. Okay. You like to trade ranges. Um, yeah. The thing with this is there's not a lot of option activity. So this is more of a, you know, for, you know, trading the shares kind of a situation. There are options to be had here, but they're not like on the weekly and they're yeah. not, you know, a ton of volume or anything. But yeah. I thought this is a nice range. This is nice range. And honestly, I'm looking at your, um, this, this is the first time I heard of this company, but just give you a couple of stats over here may help. So this company pays a dividend. So that's a good sign. You have you get about a seventy cents on the dividend. That's a forward dividend for the uh, quarter. Your short interest is only one point eight one percent. So generally, that tends to prove that the um, company is a little bit more solid company when you have lesser short interest. Um, it is a eight billion dollar market cap company, so it's not a small company that we're talking about. We have a buy rating from Wall Street. You have about four strong buys, three buys, and four holds, so no sell rating. Uh, the average price target is around $69. Uh, so it doesn't seem like a lot of upside from here on. But again, these price targets, just to give you an idea, it's not something that you know you should uh, completely focus on. Uh, it's It's been a very interesting uh, stock, at least. Seems like it. I, I'll do more research on this one. Yeah, every $5 move is 10%, right? So, I mean, this is a 10% range here that we can get in uh, at the lower end. And see what happens once you get above that 50 day. So I would yeah. like to see it break above there before I get, you know, super confident. But the fact that it held this 51 level, I, I really like that a lot. Um, Sean, what do you think? Anything to add on on NDT? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the 50 day, and you can see kind of throughout the chart, it does like it um, to bounce off of in a negative fashion and a positive fashion as well. You can see in the beginning side, just above your head. So we've got one, two, maybe five touches there. Maybe yeah. that's a bit much. Four Still some respect touches. though, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then on the way up, you can see obviously the big bounce just above kind of 
Kay's head. Um, and then even just recently in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> yeah, you can reach it. Um, even just in the last couple of weeks, you can see it has bounced off in, in as a resistance point. Um, so I think obviously the more you kind of test resistance, the more likely it will push through because obviously it keeps trying, it keeps trying, it keeps trying. Um, so like you say, I, I would really like to see it push through the 50 moving average. Um, but that would be that would be my point of contention, really. And, and the fact that you've got the 20 kind of coming through it is not great either, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that's that's my focus is the 50-day move average on this one. Yeah, it makes some big moves, by the way. You can see some of these candles are rather large. So um, if you are looking to trade MVT, just you got to be able to stomach some of that movement, um, mm -hmm. you know, Last week uh, on Friday alone, I, I think the move was like three, three and a half percent, something like that. So, yeah, I, I do like it, though. Some good action here and a nice setup given uh, that bounce. So I wanted to bring that forward. Oh, last mention, RSI did push up towards 50. So looking to continue higher there and get to the positive or the, the plus side above 50 there. So, yeah, that's NVT. And, and um, um, your, if you go back to the chart for a second, yeah. What's the what's the light blue line? Is that the fifty day moving average? Yeah. So we get the twenty day and then the fifty days above. The twenty is the I think it's yellow, and okay. the, yeah, the light blue is the fifty. Below is one hundred fifty day, which I'm glad we're a little bit away from because you can see though it does it has tested it and moved off of it nicely. Um, you can see that right above you know Sean and I there, but yep, fifty day K. Nice. Thanks. All right. So, yeah, that's it for my two charts. we got more to go. And before we get there, though, uh, you can follow me on X at Trader Nate here. Um, I also have a Substack newsletter. So posted a bunch of new charts this morning there. I like to talk about different lessons learned and in, in some some of trading fundamentals and basics. Um, so definitely subscribe if you're interested at uh, Traders Education. We also post the uh, the audio recordings of these shows there. So if you're into the audio Check that out there. And then I write for Wolf Financial, uh, posted this this morning and uh, every Sunday. So check those newsletters out as well. As you can tell, I like to write. We're having a book coming out, you guys. So more to, you'll hear me yammering on about that here in a little bit. Looking too. forward to the book, Nate. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Thanks, Kay. Appreciate that. So let's get to your charts. So awesome. about me. What do you got this week, Kay? Well, so I think there's a lot going on in AMD and AMD is at a very, very interesting place. Uh, why I say that is uh, the 102 somehow has become your support level, resistance level at the same time. But what ends up happening with 102 is you are seeing a lot more buyers stepping in. You, we saw at the 20-day moving average is also being respected by AMD a lot. We had one, two, almost like four bounces from that. And the Friday was especially great. The reason is we have been talking about this wedge for a long time now, like at least three, mm -hmm. four weeks now. And right. the last candle on Friday, broken through that wedge, just shows how much positive momentum was with AMD stock. We have MACD signaling uptrend. Our average volume on AMD is about 52 million. And you saw on Friday was 64 million. I really that, like that you pointed that out. Yeah, that's right. A that's deal. a that's a that's a big that's a big volume difference without having a earnings, and there wasn't really anything special in the news either about semiconductor. So there was a lot of pressure on the on, on there was a lot of buying pressure on AMD, especially the stock was almost near its two hundred a moving average. So that's what I'm seeing. Uh, currently, I do have a um, trade open with AMD. 
um, you can follow my channel and you can see the updates we have been I've been running a couple of trades on AMD for like almost six seven weeks now and 102 has been a key level for that and it's just been working out very well what do you guys yeah. think You've been trading this for a while. I crept in one of these past weeks and threw up a chart at AMD. And you're like, hey, I'm <laughs> trading AMD. Because <laughs> you have, you've been on point with it. And uh, I like this breakout. Personally, I'm looking for a follow through to the upside this week because of that strong volume you mentioned from Friday. Like That's significant, you know, 12 million higher um, than than typical or more than that, right? 12 and a half or so. Yeah, so, exactly. That was really good to see and above the moving averages now. So I definitely like to see that. Sean, yeah, I, would like to see, I would like to see another candle, uh, just a confirma confirmation of that yeah. break. Um, I know you can kind of see it there, but obviously there's a few lines that people draw up, down, that kind of thing. Um, so for me, on my chart, my line's a little bit higher. Um, so it's kind of like halfway through the trend break. Um, so I'd be looking to kind of, and that's kind of what you look for, you kind of look for confirmation of a break with, the, with two candles. Um, so for me, I'd like to have another... I'd like that candle to be quite small as well, if I'm honest with you, <laughs> maybe like one or two dollars. And then I can get in and then, and then obviously try to move upwards to kind of 114, 120 level where we see the kind of next resistance points. Um, but yeah. I really, really like the price action. I also really like the MACD. I don't think you mentioned it as much, I don't think there. Um, but the MACD kind of following through and you can kind of see that orange line accelerating a lot more along with the kind of um, the green bars as well. So I like that kicking off, starting to move. And uh, yeah, I, I, basically, I really like this chart, and uh, I'm ha really happy you brought this up. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, and I and I think for me, because I've been focusing on 102 a lot. For me, I got like a very strong, you know, sentiment on 102, and I'm like, man, 102 is really working at least for me on these charts. So yeah, this is very positive momentum on AMD, um, and I'm, I just really hope that the uptrend continues from here onwards on AMD. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to share a little secret here. Yeah. I uh, I posted AMD. So you know, I mentioned I write for Wolf Financial. And on Sundays, if you refer the Wolf, not on Sundays, any day, if you refer the Wolf Financial newsletter, you get the monthly trade. Um, and that's just me working with Wolf and coming together with like a good trade idea. And this month it's AMD. And so it was the wedge break. So I'm really hoping we get this wedge break. Because then that will, you know, that will really play out nicely for anybody who did uh, get access to to that trade. So we posted levels and and all the ideas there. So yeah, okay, this is a good one. We got to keep our eyes on AMD. Yes, keeping fingers crossed. All right, next one. Okay, this is also a very interesting chart. We have been talking about energy stock for a long time. So there's a lot going on here. So I'm gonna kind of try to break this out a little bit. Um, if we look at the the extreme left-hand side, and I, I try to draw a trend line, and what we are seeing that we do have a higher highs for ExxonMobil, but 120 seems to be the resistance point for since last October. Maybe because our photos are here, so I can't really see our, our faces are here, but I think it's a, almost a year since like last October, mid-October, almost mm -hmm, a year right. out, right? So it's been a year now and we have not been able to break that 120. So that is a key point, number one. But if you notice on the chart, every time we have a pullback, we see a bigger bounce for the newer high, right? So now we are going, now we're getting this big pullback here. Uh, ignore those 13% downside and 10% upside. Those were from last week. So I should have removed that. But right now, the price, at least on the end of Friday, was both 2050 and even went below to 200 a moving average, but it pulled back at the 
end of that, and then we at least close a little bit above the 200-day moving average. We are also seeing the same situation like AMD. The daily volume, there was an uptick. Uh, and you can see the uptick has been for the last three days. There's a lot of selling pressure. And then on Friday, we had a lot of buying pressure on it. RSI is nearly oversold. We are like around 34, 35. It's hard to see. And then you can see opposite to AMD, where we saw the MACD you know, climbing up, this is MACD actually going down. Now, I personally think that this is setting up for a good swing trade. So apart from doing options trading on this one, which I love on a weekly basis, this is also setting up for a nice uptrend because when we will have that pull back up, uptrend, you're looking at from this onwards, from a 200 day moving average, you could see an upside going back to 120 at the bare minimum, right? If it still has the same level. Right. So, and we talked about last week that the current price targets that we are looking at the midterm price targets about 130 or so. So that's a pretty decent swing trade that we can, you know, take advantage of. Now, I'm not saying we cannot see further pullback, but that's why I have the 99.56 as our support level. And generally, we should see a bounce from the 200 moving average, considering what things are happening around the world right now with Israel and Palestine. We could see a little bit of a pop-up next week. We see Delta reporting earnings. We see United United uh, Airlines reporting earnings the following week. So there's a lot of catalyst that could spur energy back into the play. So something to keep on your radar and I uh, would love to get your thoughts. What do you guys see? So yeah. with this one, I had a look at the weekly chart um, just while you were talking. And obviously you mentioned the kind of 200 moving average there. With the weekly chart, obviously, it's a very ugly weekly candle, of course, with all the negative price action this week. But it's kind of come down to the 20 and the 50 moving average, which kind of coincides with a bit of extra support, a bit of extra. So what I want to see, basically, is that we kind of push back up this week, um, essentially, is what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> um, and creating, basically, cementing that higher high that we can see on your chart here, um, and obviously coinciding with the 200 daily moving average. But yeah, obviously, things going on in the world will obviously impact this as well. So um, yeah, just have a look at the weekly as well when, when you have a look at this chart. Absolutely, yep. Good good idea to do, Matt. Yeah. I like that, Sean. And Kay, actually, I like that you left the 13% um, and 10%, you know, upside downside from last week because it highlights, you know, we're, we've got the majority of that downside covered in one week. I mean, there's a huge sell-off. So um, it looks like, you know, 9% or so. Um I don't know what it was on the week exactly for ExxonMobil, but you got that sell-off and it was no joke. Like when you look at 13% downside, you know, sometimes people will scoff and say, oh, all right, like we're going to return that far. But there, there you have it. We're, we've, you know, got almost the entire move in a single week. So I like that you left that up there, actually. Okay, um, that's great. I, I honestly was like not even paying attention to that. And thanks you brought that up because I didn't even think about it, that we actually called out Last week when we were like, okay, everybody's very exuberant about, you know, energy sector, but who can see a downside here? And I didn't expect the downside to be this big in just Seriously. one week. I know it destroyed my swing trade account because I'm still like heavy in the energy side, but, you know, I'm still in there because I think we got some upside. And I thought that, you know, on Friday before all the, the world news broke out, um, yeah, energy is going to be interesting, continues to be super interesting, um, kind of sideways on the year, but. Uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential here. With, with the price of oil is super interesting, and it's still elevated. So these companies are still printing money at these levels. Um, 
the stock price is not you know necessarily reflecting it all but uh the stock flight the stock price reflects quite a bit right so yeah and i i think if you have to really choose so if, if we keep the tech on the side if we keep electric vehicles on the side all uh if we keep those retail favorites on the side if i had to choose a couple sectors i think i really started liking energy sector a lot over here as opposed to banking sector where you know mm-hmm. i really don't get an idea on what's going on with the banking sector it's always red yeah, you get a nice yield with energy. You don't really get that yield with, with banking. Yeah. Good stuff, Kay. Love it. Yeah, and uh, you guys can, of course, find me on Twitter. It's InvestK. I do run a channel as well. It's called Invest for Tomorrow. Uh, the, Twitter, the handle is InvestK is the same. And then I also have a Substack where I do write articles, um, mostly related to the trades that we put place, where we talk about uh, some investment ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, check it out. And um would love to have you guys on there as well. Yeah, great stuff, Kay. And and definitely subscribe to both Sean and Kay's YouTube channels and subscribe to the Trading Triangle. We're here every week. And make sure you smash the like button as well. That's all our charts this week, but a lot of great uh, great information, again, from you guys. And, you know, for me, heading into this week, you know, I feel like I say this often, but this week especially, given the news, I'm going to take it a little bit slow on Monday and see see what happens um, but I have jumped back into day trading, and the reason is, is the swing trading has been pretty tough. So if you're feeling the same way out there, if you're a swing trader and it's been a rough go of it for a couple of months, like you're not alone. That's definitely been the markets, I think, right? Um, so I'm looking forward to kind of dabbling in the morning, uh, open trades. But um, again, Monday, I'll take it a little bit easy, and then we'll see where things go. What about you, Sean? What are you looking at this week? So for me, I'm looking at the kind of reports. So we've got PPI, CPI, and obviously the, the meeting minutes. Um, so just those kind of areas, obviously be careful around them. If you're holding trades overnight or swing trading, um, obviously they do impact the market in general. So just be yeah, careful absolutely. in the trading world there. And uh, yeah, subscribe. We haven't said that enough today. So uh, go yeah. ahead and subscribe to the channel. <laughs> Please subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, what about you? That's great, Sean. Uh, what about you, Kay? What are you looking at this week? Well, first of all, let's just subscribe to the channel, right? We have not talked about it as you guys are talking <laughs> about. Um, I, I I agree with you guys. I think uh, for me also, with all the things that are happening and that just started happening just now, I think I'm gonna have a wait and you know wait and watch approach on this one. I still are, I'm still into a lot of trades that are still open, so I'm not. I don't want to take any new trades, especially with earnings season kicking off. Um, we could see a couple of those trades going, you know, against me. So I'm going to keep it, uh, you know, wait and watch and see when the opportunity presents. Yep. 